the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Oh, it's live, pal. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Everybody three count. Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself. Which means, uh, he's got to beat the game, uh, in the middle of the ring, uh, and he has a $2 s for a wife, uh. You're too damn selfish, and that's why you're sitting out of the bad leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f-ing game, JR. Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. Oh my goodness, what do we do? There's a one, there's a two. Oh! oh, wow. So make no mistake about it, this is an official declaration of war. This is what you call a paradigm shift. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Three Count Thursday, live here on our Facebook page. I think I have to unmute everybody now or ask them to unmute. It's a new thing. Uh, but welcome into the show. It is Thursday, August 27th, 2020. We are the podcast of the millennium. We have tons to talk about. This week, including, will Ryan admit that he was wrong? Our top five, and there's another pay-per-view. Yes, another pay-per-view. But first, make sure you go to 3CountThursday.com. That's our homepage. You can get all of our social media links. We have our Patreon page, our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. What a maneuver. Thank you, Tim. We have uh, our home network, of course, NGSC Sports at NGSC Sports. Dot com. We stream daily at Lieb Sports. Ryan, that would be L E E I B Sports.com. That's the one. And uh, our YouTube channel and much, much more again, three count Thursday, uh, dot com. So uh, another week. Matt not with us this week. He is uh, he is officially moving tomorrow. So we uh, we wish him the best on the move. Uh, moving sucks. Um, but hopefully it goes smoothly for him. Uh, Ryan. How you doing? I'm okay. No complaints. Good. Good. Not going to stir anything up today. Everybody's, <laughs> uh, fine and happy. We're all friends here. Nothing to talk about. Let's move on. Very good. Tim. How you doing? I'm great. Uh, no complaints here either, except for, you know, the usual Sure, that's fair. Intern Mark. How you doing? I'm okay. Thanks for having me. Good. Well, we're we're glad you're here, Intern Mark. We we like it. Thanks. We like that you're here. And uh, I forgot to turn my ringer off on my phone, so you probably just heard my ringer go off. Professional podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh yeah, it's a day. It's a day. It's a week. Look, 
if if we need if we need to be un, a little unprofessional today, sure. can we can we borrow that from you guys, fam? Can we do that? Can we be a little unprofessional today? Devin, are we professional <laughs> to borrow unprofessionalism? Yeah. We got uh, we got Jason. Every Thursday we're professional. AEW fan Jason joining us. I'm sure he has dynamite on a, on a TV somewhere. Uh, in we're his... podcasting during dynamite. We are podcasting during dynamite. Oh I actually... no! I need I need my po- I need my iPad. I oh, have me. it. I have it on a, a separate screen right over here. There's a tag team match. Shocking! A tag, tag a tag team match opens up dynamite. Is it a four on four? Uh, no, this one's just a regular two on two. There's, regular. I think there's a four on four, a six on six, and a thirteen on thirteen coming up later in the show. Tonight is is tag team appreciation night, so that makes sense. Right, 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 exactly. Um, no, Devin, with us, how you doing? Uh, other Jason, how you doing? And uh, Lou says, "Wait, this is a professional show." Kind Lou of. Gets it. Maybe sometimes. Come on, man. Come on now. Uh oh, what did I click on? Oh, I clicked on an ad. Get out of here. Go back. Advertisement. Stupid well, there ads. There goes the professionalism. God damn it. God, son of a bitch. We we were going we were going so well too that that how dare that happen. Um and uh Jim says, "What's up guys? Great show. Thank you." Not me, Jim, another Jim. So how Okay, about- <laughs> burner account Jim. Look, if I could if I could create a burner account and actually type to ourselves while look there's a gym in there. Say something, Jim. Um, Hello. But, but, uh, oh, our, I hear him. Hello, Jim. All right. Let's. Uh, well, Jason Hello. says we've had professional moments. Nikki back with us this week. If you're following along in the live video, give it a share. Get as many people uh, in here as possible. We'd appreciate that. Um, let's uh, let's uh, let's get into our recurring weekly segment uh, to try and get back on track before we get off track again. On this day. So here we are, August the 27th, three, three birthdays uh, today. Jazz was born 1973. Ryan, are you, drinking, birthday, a, are you drinking a beer? What? Were you drinking a beer, Ryan? What are you drinking? It's a Arnold Palmer spiked twisted <sighs> tea. Those are tasty. Those are tasty. Fantastic. Look, if I have to eat crow, I'm doing it intoxicated tonight. Oh, there we go. Smart man. Uh, the great Kali. In 1972, and Sergeant Slaughter, 1948, three birthdays today. Uh, this was a big day for Summer Slams, by the way. So uh, let's jump all the way back to 1990. Summer Slam took place at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. The announced attendance was 19,304. Uh, the show featured 11 matches plus a dark match with Shane Douglas defeating Buddy Rose. Sounds like a real burner on that one. Uh, That's the Intercon- main event anywhere. The, the Intercontinental title and tag titles changed hands, but the WWE Championship was retained uh, in the second of two main events. The show, of course, also featured the storyline of Sapphire turning her back on Dusty Rhodes for the Million Dollar Man's <laughs> money. Sweet Sapphire. Uh, Sapphire let's tra- had a price. Everybody did. On this day. 1994, a pivotal moment in the history of wrestling as Eastern Championship Wrestling became Extreme Championship Wrestling during a show at the ECW Arena in South Philadelphia. The show was based around tournament to determine a new NWA World Champion uh, as ECW was a NWA member at the time. Current ECW uh, Heavyweight Champion Shane Douglas won the tournament, but of course through the NWA 
uh, threw down the NWA belt, proclaimed himself as the ECW World Heavyweight Champion. The name change from Eastern to Extreme took place and would be announced several days later on ECW TV. Uh, the NWA, represented by the late Dennis Corluzzo, was left confused. ECW had legitimately swerved the NWA with the whole angle to the point that Carluzzo even taped an interview for ECW television afterwards, not realizing he was playing into their hands. ECW separated from the NWA and began the era of extreme. Uh, and then On this day. in 1995, WWE SummerSlam took place at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, announced attendance of 18,062. Uh, the show featured nine math- matches. Bertha Faye defeated then WWE Women's Champion Alundra Blaze for the only title change on the show. The show's best match, of course, Shawn Michaels defeating Razor Ramon in a ladder match for the Intercontinental title. The main event was uh, WWE Champion defeating King Mabel to retain his title in under 10 minutes. On this day. SummerSlam 2000 took place in the Raleigh Entertainment and Sports Arena, announced attendance of 17,002. Show featured 10 matches. China became oh wait do i have it i gotta find it china uh won the uh became the intercontinental champion after intergender tag match for the title um when china pinned trish stratus the wwe's first tlc match took place with edge and christian defeating the dudleys and hardy boys for the tag titles and the main event of the show featured the rock defeating triple h and kurt angle to retain the wwe championship and then finally, on this day, 2014, the El Rey Network officially announced the launch of Lucha Underground. So all those how events. Bad, how bad, how bad, uh, how's that show doing? Oh, not, uh, not great. Not. Uh, coronavirus? It's on, it's on right after Wrestling Society X. <laughs> Oh, so they got picked right up up. by MTV? There you go. MTV got it, yes. All, all those events happened on this day. August the 27th. Um, all right, so obviously we were on the air Sunday. We previewed SummerSlam, but we didn't really talk about NXT TakeOver because Ryan had been away and we wanted to give him the opportunity because I believe... It was a week ago on this show that Ryan declared how horrible it was that Pat McAfee was going to be in a match uh, and all of this. So um, Ryan, I think, actually pre-taped portion of, of what he's about to say. So I think I have that here. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking. I'm not attractive. All right, as long as you're willing to admit that. <laughs> so, Ryan. Some of that was true. Some of that was true. I assume by now you've had a chance to uh, absorb NXT TakeOver and the you know match of the year, if you will. Um, we'll start with you, Ryan. Your thoughts on Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole. Pepe. I can't get over how great Adam Cole did putting Pat McAfee over in that match and making Pat McAfee look like a million dollars. Adam Cole, baby, earned every cent that he got paid that 
night making that chump, Pat McAfee, look good in what he did. I'm sorry. It was a much better match than I said it would be. It did not lower my grade for NXT TakeOver. In fact, it raised it up. And later on tonight, when we talk about our top five superstars, and Adam Cole is very high on that list, moments like we saw this past Saturday are the reason why. Mm. So you're just you're just not gonna give you're not gonna give Pat much credit. I will, I will say this: they did not, meaning the WWE, do Pat McAfee a ton of favors by putting like the really athletic leap to the top ropes in the preview package for Pat McAfee when he then pulls it out in the ring during the match. Had I not seen that moment, I'd have been like, "Wow, that was really cool!" But we just saw that moment. 15 minutes earlier in the preview package, hyping up Pat McAfee. So I think they could have done without things like that. Showed him that he was training. That's fine. But don't show like that really cool athletic spot and then have him do that spot in the ring. They didn't do him any uh, help doing, doing that. In my opinion, he did fine. He did a really good job. I'm not going to shit you guys. Pat McAfee. I thought it was a great match. I love that. He he kicked the steps. Um, it, It weakened his, his big arsenal, um, piece meaning meaning the punt kick, yeah, it was a fantastic match. Both uh, both Pat McAfee and Adam Cole did a fantastic job. Um, Adam Cole a little bit better. Okay, I mean, sure. I mean, Adam Cole, and and I said leading up to it that the reason why not not the reason why, but one of the reasons why that match was going to work, um, was because of how good Adam Cole is. So like, you know, like, and and he's a guy that can be afforded because I think everybody was mad that he wasn't going to have a title shot on takeover and all of that. I I was even one of, I wasn't necessarily one of those people, but I was skeptical. So even I will admit uh, to a degree um, that, that I was wrong to be as skeptical as I was. I wasn't quite in the Ryan camp, but I was, I was a little nervous. I was like, okay, you're, you're. You know, Adam Cole, I, I, I believe, at least in in terms of him getting eventual an eventual call up to Raw or SmackDown, I, I don't know how many takeovers Adam Cole has left. So to to put him in this match, I was a little nervous. I was wrong. This match was fantastic. This match is on my list of matches for top five at the end of the year. Will oh, it you're ma- a real son of a bitch. Will it make the top five? I don't know. Unreal, but it, it is on the list because it far exceeded expectations. It absolutely, you know, like was it was it the greatest match ever? No, I'm not going to pretend it was. I'm not going to say that it's seven stars in Japan, Dave Meltzer, or anything like that. But the, because of where I was going into it and the level of like excitement and the fact that it was the best match on the night. That that's something that earns a spot to at least be in consideration for top five. Tim, any any other thoughts on on Cole and Mister McAfee? Um, nothing that hasn't already been said. I'm not mad at Ryan's take <laughs> that he's going to give praise to Adam Cole. Like it obviously takes two. It takes two to tango. 
you can't have a match where one person is dead weight and the other person is really good. And, and have you, you ever watched a Tamina match? <laughs> None of yes, them. It happens. There's They're never been, matches, there's never been a single Tamina match that I thought was the best match on the card. That's a fair point. That's fair. Yeah. At least Pat McAfee can do two things really well instead of Tamina's super kick. Like that's about it. But (laughs) um, shocker, Adam Cole is great at professional wrestling. That's not necessarily like the hottest take in the history of (laughs) of wrestling. Right. I'm not trying to give a hot take. I'm really not. By the way, uh, Adam Cole number. So I know I'm going to jump ahead on news a little bit, but uh, John Moxley, number one in the PWF 500, Adam Cole, number two. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. That is one thing I want to discuss the, um, the top 10. Um, But uh, yeah, let's, let's continue. Uh, Mark, any, uh, any other thoughts on Cole or McAfee? I'll tell you what, I was really not looking forward to that match, but I was pleasantly surprised. Honestly, and I was thinking about, and you guys can uh, throw your opinion in there, was there ever a better celebrity wrestling match than the one we just saw in TakeOver? Because I cannot think of one. No! That was Hell as competitive. No. I, I can't. The closest one I would think is Stephen Amell. And if you put Stephen Amell with Adam Cole, what are you going to get? Yeah, I was gonna say I, I can't um, yeah. I can't think of a, a, a better celebrity match. I thought I think that the standard for celebrity wrestling matches, and it's not even necessarily fair because it's not necessarily a wrestling match so more as it is like a, a, a an angle that took place during a wrestling match. But um, I'm always going to be par- partial to Money Mayweather versus The Big Show. Like that, that match at WrestleMania delivered was exciting, entertaining. And um, even though it sus- you suspend your disbelief, because in any, in any other arena, the big show should destroy Floyd Mayweather, but it's professional wrestling. Uh, it worked. And um yeah, but this this is honestly this is honestly really high on the list. Uh, it, it helped Pat McAfee's a professional athlete and uh, and is also a wrestling fan who trained to get there. But I think McAfee's now said that he he wants a match with uh, with Triple H, and I'm like, sure, S- sign us up for that. I'd be fine with it. Like I I think I think. Well, here let's 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 go around on this one, and then we'll 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 discuss any other matches if you want to. Um, do we do we think we see more Pat McAfee matches in NXT and or on WWE? Ryan, we'll start with you. Yeah, you sound very disappointed. Uh, Tim, what do you think? I don't think so. Like, if you do, you have to build it some type of way. I don't think you're just going to put Pat McAfee. He's not going to become a part of the active roster. I don't foresee that. Um, 
And the reason why this coal thing worked is because it slow built over like two years. Okay. And it went from something that was just like a baby face commentator joshing on the heel to um to actually coming to blows in the wrestling ring. Um it, it would have to be something really special for McAfee to get in there with another person because I don't know who it would be in NXT, like who his target would be. Sure. And I guess that's where the, the, the potential Triple H match could make sense because you know, Triple H came to the defense of of uh Adam Cole and and you know kind of went at McAfee a little bit and you know like him and Shawn Michaels you know kind of chased him off the night that he that he punted um Adam Cole you know a couple weeks back so you know that that that's potentially where that could go in uh I I think we 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 could see it uh we could see it happening Mark do you think we see any more of Pat McAfee yeah I was just trying to be like Ryan. Yeah, I, 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 I think we, we all the two, uh, the two sad guys. Right. Possibly with, possibly with a match with Triple H. I think they planted some seeds. I don't know that we'll see that in the next six months, but maybe down the road. Possibly, what? I wouldn't could be mad think, at it. Could you see an NXT star? Be like, hey, kid, you gave it a good shot. If you ever feel like trying again, here's my number. And that's just how it kind of starts again, like a Johnny Wrestling or something. I don't know. He wouldn't call Pat McAfee kid, but <laughs> something like that to, to try again. Possibly, you know. I just, I don't know. Because, like, there's no one in NXT right now aside from Adam Cole who's Adam Cole. Like, is cocky and braggadocious and is also on top of his game. Fair. Fair. Like I I just can't see anyone in their character right now like that would that would one do it but also two like be trusted enough to be in that position. Yeah. That's the next Yeah, thing yeah, that's that's a critical if you, Because if you I mean Johnny Gargano sure because I mean Pat McAfee just had a match with NXT Shawn Michaels. So why not put him in there with NXT Shawn Michaels again? I'm sure. With, I mean, that's the Gargano way, you know? Like, just do everything Shawn did. Look at your hands. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I do this. Why, um, didn't, yeah. why didn't that work? Um, and then, obviously... Gargano, my goodness. I just don't... I don't care for Johnny Gargano anymore. Salty as hell, man. <laughs> well... <laughs> We're we're fat. It's summertime. It it's 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 natural. When you eat the same meal for a year, eventually you just get sick of the taste of peanut butter. No, Ryan doesn't. Let's Ryan literally eats quick. the same like six things on a on a rotating. That's not entirely true. I've expanded to seven or eight. Oh. Um, at work, at work, totally unrelated. The guy doesn't watch the podcast, but there's a guy I work with that legitimately thinks lays stacks are better than Pringles. Can you fire him? Yeah. Can you have you heard of anything more insane? Um I, 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 same I, question same question. Can you fire him? Big guy's speechless at a food question. It's unreal. Wrong, sir. 
wrong. Yeah, Holy I don't Jesus. What is that? <laughs> Who what hired that the guy? Fuck is that? How do you even get a job? He right. was there, but he was there when I showed up. Oh, uh, he was in. He was uh, incumbent. Oh. Yeah. What the hell is even that? Um, that's what I said. Yeah, that's that's no. Hey, let's ask the audience. What's the worst Put it up to a food take? Thing. What's the worst food take you've ever had? Like a friend mm. say, like they swear by this. Like this Hosses. is. This is the best <laughs> thing ever. Hosses is okay. Yeah, okay. Hosses like, is, Hosses but is fine, to, but Hosses but should never be considered great the at The greatest. Things. Yeah. The greatest in its, its thing. It's not like, the great. Like, it's like friendlies. Like, I, I, I enjoy going to friendlies, but I know what I'm getting. It's not great, but it's I've never had a bad experience at friendlies. You get the super melt, I assume? Uh, generally speaking, yes. With the chicky tenders and the barbecue yeah, sauce. Yeah, yeah. Most delicious. most times, if if I stray off of that one, it's usually for chicken tenders. Like, right? If chicken tenders, fries, and coleslaw, you can't. Yeah, that like up. I'm not. You know, like if Friendly's came out with sushi, I'm not going to try it. Like, <laughs> you know, like I and and I'm a person, and Ryan, knew, like I I will try new foods. Me, like you go to Friendly's there's a status quo there like it, and i will just i will stick with it um but uh obviously with with, with nxt as well you had the injury to carry and cross last night forfeiting the uh the title um what a shame you're oh yeah you're not For really sure. you're not really a fan right what a shame man to a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. Oh wow, Tim! You're acting like he hit somebody. Get the hell! I out just of here. don't like Karrion Cross. He's bland. <laughs> you take Scarlet away, what is he? Shamrock Lamb. Ken Shamrock with tattoos and no and, energy and, and no hair. That, isn't that what he's supposed to be though? Like him turning over the belt was probably one of the best relinquishing of the belts I've ever seen. Big thing. Got to the pinnacle, lays it down. She flips the thing. Tick tock. I thought it was great. It's exactly yeah. what he is. Right. Like I, I get that, uh, but I don't like that. I don't like him. I don't care for him. Fine. Okay. Maybe yeah. if he was a punter for a goddamn NFL team, you'd <laughs> like him a little more. Maybe. Oh, oh, that that pisses me off. That pisses me right off. Um, I, just, I, I didn't think Killer Cross was any good. I don't like Carrion Cross. Here's the deal. I actually think that in the long run for both him and for NXT, this is a great thing. Like, because he had, he had the, you know, the, the, the quick ascent. They actually flipped the switch and gave him the title, which, which at times companies do not do. Now he has the injury. So some of the players that people thought maybe, you know, Balor should be in the title hunt. You know, you know, Cole shouldn't have dropped the title when he did, and so on and so forth. So now you you now go to next week on Tuesday night. Don't forget NXT Tuesday night next week. Um, Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday. You have Tuesday. you have the Iron Man match: Gargano, Super Cole, um, Balor, and who's the fourth? I'm Champa. Champa. That's right. So made it, champ. <laughs> Um, made a chance. Right? How did I forget that one? I'm an idiot. Tomato chips. 
and for good measure. I'm an idiot. Um, so who do we think next week on Super Tuesday comes out as champion? Uh, Tim, we'll start it. We'll start with you. Can you hit the sounder again? Uh, yes. Tomato chips. Yes. Especially since Karrion Cross laid the belt down. Karrion Cross put t- tomato champs asleep in four minutes in your house. If anyone's got beef for a rub for a return bout, it's the Tommaso Champa man. That's like, true. And he looks hecka tough right now, going back to Psycho Killer. Like that mask is nuts. Like we've seen it. Like we've seen the mask a million times, and yet it stills like. <gasps> Where'd that come from? Yeah, yeah, that's uh awesome. Uh I'm I, I and also to, Tomato Champ also has uh he has the claim of being another person who's never lost the NXT title. He had to vacate it. Um so it's a good redemption story for him. It'll be a an equally sweet one for Karrion Cross when he returns. Um yeah, so tomato champ. Oh, cool! The ex WWE guys just uh, just became the number one contenders on AEW. There's a shock. Say yeah. There's a shock. We, Ryan, who do you have? Say yeah. Who do you have winning the uh, the NXT championship next week? First of all, I want to say how disappointed I am that uh, they had the opportunity to bring somebody from the main roster, and I guess maybe they still could have like somebody surprise show up. But I was waiting to hear like. Kevin Owens um, as part of this is, is this tournament, which I thought would have been really the cool. way the way that, Regal was presenting it. Yes. Yeah, I kind of had I, would, I had that thought a little bit too. Oh, we got a delivery in the screen. Come on, eat, God damn it! Is it pizza? Uh, false alarm. Womp womp. It. it was early. Oh. I, I put an order um, in. It's nothing extravagant. <laughs> this you could have had Alistair Black. I guess, I guess other people are wrapped up in. In uh, in a in the feud right now, so uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna have Adam Cole. I think um, if they're not gonna pull him up to the main roster, might as well be the standard bearer and be the champion um, in your in your uh, promotion. How about you, Mark? Well, I'd like to see Valor take it, but I think it's gonna be uh, Tomato Champ. I think we're gonna see the Tomato Champ turn to the Tomato Champ. You know what? It- <laughs> When he had his heel run, I thought he was one of the best heels in WWE. And then he kind of turned that fan favorite and he lost some of his edge, I think. So it's nice to see him back. Back as that heel. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be either Cole or... Tomato chips! But the guy I, I, I would love to see win it is is Balor. I feel like he... and and uh, Since going back down, I just feel like there was there was so much hype when when he showed up on NXT and he was back in NXT and since then it's just been kind of like eh he's there i'm just afraid that if we get Finn Balor as NXT world champion and then Karrion Cross comes for Finn Balor that we're going to go back to the demon for some reason like and I don't want the demon to mix with the prince. I, like, well, the if, if you if you can away. believe if you can believe what you read on the internet, um, he doesn't want to the, the he doesn't want to be the demon, 
any time in the foreseeable future, and the WWE does not want to use the demon in you know any time in the in the foreseeable future, for what it's worth. Again, I read that on the internet, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. Makes sense. There's no fans. <laughs> right, right. So it, you know, from now till let's plan at least until SummerSlam 2021. <laughs> Fingers crossed, Royal Rumble. Grapple Mania. Um, let, let's, let's hope for the Royal Rumble, um, but more likely probably looking at, at like springtime, WrestleMania time um, at the earliest, my guess would be. Like, and again, Royal Rumble, that's going to be the saddest, the saddest Royal Rumble because by that point, the morons in the Thunderdome are going to get that thing, that portion of the dome gone that's going to be gone I, I'm, I'm willing i i give it i think we're going to be lucky to have fans in the thunderdome by the end of september the way things are going and is i it, wish people came through my door and gave is me that food. papa mccorn i'm gonna eat god damn it what are we getting over there tim getting all excited he's rolling around on the chair inside. What is what is happening? What is happening in Casa de Tim? <laughs> Guys, if you're not watching our video, you got to check. Yeah, out you really the podcast feed. You really need to check out the video if, if you're not. There's just a floating hand just con- just continually handing food and items to Tim, and now Tim's are handing other champagne flute. <laughs> so that uh, that person that's Arnold, it's the disembodied arm. Okay. We good? We good? We good? Thank you, Arnold. 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 A R M O L D. Like, hey, Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold. All right, let's go around the room. Let's grade. What are you talking about? What? Let's grade NXT Takeover number thirty. Uh, I'm going to give this an A. Uh, there was a few matches that that weren't that weren't perfect, um, but with the uh, with the Cole and uh, McAfee match being what it was. I give it an A. I thought it was I thought it was a really fun show. Uh, Tim, we'll go to you. Guy got grades? a mouthful. We're doing grades. Yeah, we're doing grades. Uh, for NXT, A plus. Absolutely, I did. I didn't doubt anything else from you. No, so honestly, it's like a B plus. Uh, NXT gave us the traditional boring NXT World Championship match that we've come to know and tolerate from NXT. <laughs> we went back into the Wayback Machine and you gave us like Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. Ugh, not good. <laughs> um the women's title match or the women's title match I didn't think was all that impressive either. Um more mixed reviews on that than the world title match though. Um but yeah, uh, solid B+. Uh Ryan, how about you? Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to keep it in the B range. I'm going to go B minus pretty much for the reasons Tim had said, um, which is again, higher than I thought I was going to give this with the Adam Cole and the Pat McAfee match. So um, (laughs) I don't know. The latter match was what I thought it was going to be. Again, didn't love that they didn't remove Velveteen Dream. That's another conversation for another time. But thank God Um, he did not win. Right. I, I, I enjoyed the NXT championship match. It's what I've come to expect from NXT, and uh, I'm a fan. So if they keep banging out main event matches like that, I'm okay. Plus, 
the pre-show match set up Fandango and Tyler Breeze to finally get some gold in NXT. So all for that, great job, Breezango. Love seeing that uh, as the new tag team champion. I don't know if we were going to talk about NXT, but uh, I wanted to squeeze that in there. Great for those guys. B minus, but just, just a B minus. Just. Not, not even like an, not an eighty percent. I'm talking like that eighty three percent B. Ah, so just on the, just on the lower side of the, the flat B. I like it. You know what? I'm gonna give it a B because Adam Cole and, uh, and Pat McAfee surprised me. I'm gonna give it a B. Kobe. Uh, intern Mark, your grade for. Kobe. Takeover. Well, my mind is saying B plus, but my heart is saying A. And I think I, the uh, the lack of the crowd being there is. Uh, I always love the NXT crowds because they're so into the takeovers. But I thought it was a very good, solid show. I'm going to go with an A. Ah, very good. So Mark and I are are on the A land. RSGP says, wait, I'm late to the feed. Matt isn't here, but the fiend won. <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt, uh, he asked, he asked for a night off. HR approved a night off because he's, he's moving this weekend. So, uh, it has nothing to do with, uh, with the fiend. Uh, Devin gave the show an A. Nikki gave the show, uh, a B. So let's, uh, let's flip the script here and let's go to, uh, to Sunday. Um, now I gave my, my long winded, um, SummerSlam recap uh, on a separate pod on the feed. Um, so, so we don't have to go. We're not going to go match by match or anything like that. If there's a specific match you want to talk about, um, feel free. But obviously, the the, the big thing, and I'm actually yeah, I look big thing. Just fists are flying. Um, this is why Man's I'm home. this is why I'm really bummed that Matt's not here. Jason gave the uh, the takeover an A as well. I'm really bummed Matt isn't here because I like Matt and I were we're have we're going back and forth uh, on Twitter about this one. We, it was a it was a hot topic of conversation in our group chat this week. Um, obviously, you know the Fiend won the Universal Title, and then immediately <laughs> the big dog Roman Reigns, our friend and yours, returns to the WWE inside Roman. Reigns, the guy with the biggest pecs. Roman Reigns, the guy who has lots of sex. Roman Reigns, the guy with the wettest hair. Roman Reigns, the guy who just doesn't care. So again, Smart Mark Roommates uh, on YouTube is uh, where we pulled that from. Um, yeah, <laughs> Rob points out he had de- he 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 returned, but his teeth are made their debut for this yeah. show. Um, man, all right, let's let's talk about it. Um, I thought it was a great return. I thought it was a surprising return. Um, maybe not the most shocking, Matt. Um, that WWE's big dog returned to the WWE. Um, but again, the reason he left, as we were told, is a thing that is still ongoing. So, like, you know, the, the, the pandemic, is, it's not gone away, okay? It's still here. It's still present. It 
you know, c- Corona mania still running wild, brother. Correct. However, so. when he left, he saw what WWE was doing and their preventative measures to stop Corona, like to, to stop it from spreading within their own camps. Oh, so sure. Nothing when he left. <laughs> right. Nothing Correct. when nothing. he left. Right. No, no, no. Right. I'm, so now they've moved to a bigger venue than cramming everyone into the performance center. Well, and it's a clo- and it's a cl- more closed set than the performance center because there's because... offices and things in the in the performance center. Right. So yes. So it... it's it's ideal circumstances for Roman, and also if he, if he had his kid, if he had his twins prior to WrestleMania, let's say the twins are prior to WrestleMania, we'll say they were three months old at WrestleMania. We don't know exactly when those twins were born. They're close to like a year now. So there's like, it's still a volatile time for the children, but like nine months. Yeah. And and, and also I think, you know, we've learned a little bit more about the virus and about testing Mm -hmm. and about, you know, the the safety of services versus you know contracting it from somebody who's actually sick and all of that so it is a little um you know it is a little bit safer than obviously it was before um but yeah I I, I thought it I thought it was a great return what happens coming out of it we'll 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 discuss but Ryan your your thoughts on the big dog fisting his way back into the WWE. I will tell you, Big Jim, we were all on board last Thursday talking about, and on on Sunday, I'm doing my hands so you know I'm serious, (laughs) talking about the importance of protecting the fiend Bray Wyatt at all Don't be rude. (laughs) Super, super surprising that the A number one big superstar of the WWE comes back and returns at SummerSlam, the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. That is a swerve nobody would have saw coming. Nobody would have saw it. So I'm glad they tacked that tagline to a pay-per-view because nobody saw their biggest superstar return to a wrestling event, which is the biggest event minus WrestleMania. Oh my god. Uh Mark, your your thoughts. Right to a microphone, you dick. I heard you. <laughs> your thoughts on Roman Reigns return. Well, I bought the pay-per-view based on the tagline. I strictly buy pay-per-views based on taglines. <laughs> if I like the taglines, I buy the pay-per-view. But I think Roman may have gotten that Russian vaccine against the uh, coronavirus. That's what brought him back. Um, <laughs> I was surprised to see him. I don't. <laughs> I'm not a huge Roman Reigns fan. I don't dislike him, but I'm not a huge fan. Um, you know, I think it would have been better maybe to save him for another pay per view, like this payback pay per view. But hey, it is what it is. So, but welcome see, back, Roman Reigns. But see this this week, and um, uh, you know this is where he comes back and wins the uh, wins the title. No, like, oh, spoiler alert! 
It's uh, a triple threat match. He doesn't have to pin, get pinned. He's in there and he's not gonna win. No, I saw I saw actually why, in a, why wouldn't Roman Reigns eat the pin here? The show is called payback. I saw Fiend gets his payback. Why wouldn't he lose? I saw a great um I saw a great thing uh the other day that, that said that the match starts, the fiend, the you know, like the bell, you know, the bell rings and uh, the fiend, the lights go out, like do the fiend's gone. Roman spears uh, Braun and just walks out, walks away with the title. So the fiend doesn't even isn't even involved in the decision. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll get to we'll get to payback. Now, here's the thing. Like, yes, I, I'm I haven't abandoned Ryan. I ha- don't worry. I haven't abandoned my need for the fiend to be protected like because yeah roman speared the fiend but he also attacked braun Strowman. like th- th- this was a a kind of a multi-level attack now I- i'm curious to see where where they go with this and how they present the full return and all of that tomorrow night on on smackdown so i'm not i'm not you know 100 percent. you know this is great this is perfect everything's fine but I'm also not in the camp of like, you know, people that are, you know, automatically just jumping and, and getting <clears throat> getting negative about it. The thing is, we, you know, that, that some people I feel like are forgetting, too, is, you know, why is, why is he in the title pick? Well, he had a title match at, at Mania. Like, it's not like he wasn't at the top of the card you know when when he walked when he walked away and took a took a break so him being back you know theoretically and again we don't you know like whether he wins or not that's where he was when he left so i i, I don't i don't necessarily have an objection to roman reigns coming back in and and being in the title picture right away either Any thoughts, Tim Ryan? I completely Your take agree. Take on that nobody saw coming. Oh God! God, you're insufferable sometimes. <laughs> it's a tagline, man. <laughs> uh, that's right. Taglines don't mean anything. It's fine. It's just my just a tagline. Tag, it taglines sell pay per views. Yes, it gets people in the door. After that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't get people in the door. Us calling ourselves the the podcast of the millennium. Nobody listens to us because we say we're Whoa. the podcast of the millennium. Nobody We've got millions us of people hey, listening hey, to us hey, right hey, now. Hey, it doesn't matter if first, gave it to hey, us or not. First, don't you dare, don't you dare besmirch the title bestowed upon us by the great Louis G. Rich. Don't you dare. Nobody, don't nobody, sh- nobody went to an independent wrestling show because the wrestler of the millennium was booked. Louis G. Rich, you can be a Louis G. Rich fan all you want, but you're not going because he calls Shut himself the wrestler of the millennium with a Dollar Tree freaking uh, plaque. Nobody goes because of that. I'm just tell- telling exactly how it is. Nobody buys pay per views because of a tagline. First off, I'm gonna I'm gonna be messaging Louis tonight um, because that's fine. Because you besmirch. I called plenty of Louis G. Rich Lewis? matches. He knows how I feel besmirch the great name of Louis G. Rich. Ridiculous. When did he hurt you? Wrestler. He didn't hurt the millennium. me. I'm just saying, no one's going to hang out at a wrestling show. Ridiculous. Because the 
self-proclaimed wrestler. It's just it's a stupid tagline. Nobody buys shit because of taglines. Man, you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> wow, I don't even know. I don't even know how to respond to that. He's so angry. Today. He is so. He is very I'm angry. I feel he like happy. he's. I feel Roman like Roman Reigns is back and he has brand new teeth. He does have brand new teeth. The newest. <laughs> the very newest. Just, I didn't realize years. he had bad teeth. He didn't. He just bought. He just bought Hollywood teeth. Yeah, I was gonna say like they were. Ju- I think like they just weren't like totally fully like. They're kind of like mine, or it's not. They're not totally even. They're not totally squared off. And he he but he now, got he got new teeth. It's okay. I like him. Have you guys have you guys ever played the Karate Fighters game with the little thing in the yeah. leg? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You owned that. Yes. Did you buy it because the tagline was a real hand-to-hand combat game? Yes. Or did you buy it because it was looked cool and it had a cool name? I bought, it, bought be- it because of the tagline. I bought it because the WWE had a Karate Fighters tournament. That's a fair point. That's a really fair point because that's the reason I bought it. <laughs> Ryan, so it was WWE's was tagline for a tournament. <laughs> I'm just had saying. If I WWE, I would have never owned Karate Fighters. That's fair. Nikki says somebody needs a hug. Yeah, Ryan does need a hug. Um, Come near me. You probably have the coronavirus. Six feet feet distant hugs. Yeah. Well, I'll get somebody in in your house. You know, your your niece or your mom or your dad. Somebody somebody will give you a hug. We know you need a hug. I don't want anybody to touch me. I don't want you touching me, Jim. You don't have to worry about me touching you. I ain't touching anybody for the foreseeable future. I ain't touching shit. Um, I'll give an they're too sweet to some people, and that's all I want to do. Um, Devin says, hey, Ryan, who pissed in your Cheerios? Devin, go pound stand. Oh, Jesus. Ryan's upset. Wow, so Tim's upset choking on popcorn over there. Why don't you go out back, Devin, and grab yourself a shovel and start digging a hole and don't stop till you reach water. Jesus, my God, Ryan. Um, Stupid tagline lou, lou says so ryan's still just water. angry because chronic got robbed thank you lou freaking gets me <laughs> let's get lou on this damn podcast once rob noxious says straight out of your mama's bedroom is a tagline and it sells his shirts so don't ryan i i i'm i'm i guarantee you that you have bought something in your life because of a tagline or a slogan so don't don't sit there and act like you didn't here's the deal I saw Rob leaving my mom's bedroom once. Oh. So I don't know how. I mean, if taglines are true, are they taglines? No. I, I think I think they still are. I think they would We're still. Miller. That's they... a fair point, Rob. I'll give you that. You got me on that, Rob. There we go. That's, that's, oh, son of a bitch. Sausage. Not Didn't your parents do? Did your parents just have Rob, a wedding anniversary? In the comments, drop all the information about your show coming up because that sounds like a really good show. Oh yeah, it's uh, I think September fifth. It's coming up. September fifth, yeah. Drop, yeah. Rob, drop the info for your your show, and we'll we'll let people and know. Let me know what the tagline of that show is, Rob, because I'm curious <laughs> to hear that too. Yeah, Rob. Rob brings another great one. Wendy's had "Where's the Beef." Oh, I hear a tagline. That was what was big. the one? Where's the beef from uh, the Wendy's commercials? Like, Wendy's has sweet-tasted burgers. I don't like the burgers. Okay. You know, who ate a Wendy's burger because... Mm, get the hell out of here. They're, they're, they're frozen. Or they're fresh, not frozen. That's why you eat them. Not because some dude Which is also a tagline. Yeah, that's a tagline, brother. 
No, it's not a tag. It's the truth. They yeah. are fresh, not frozen. No, no, that, that, that is actually, but it's actually a tagline though. Burger King, have it. Like five dollars. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sick of you guys. Ryan, have you Wendy's ever gone to? Square because they don't cut corners too. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Mark. Now you get it. Ryan, have... I never walked into a Haas's Steak and Sea House because their tagline is Haas's is hospitality because it's a bullshit line and it's not true. I walk in because they got a decent salad bar and it usually gives me the squirts. Um, <laughs> you almost didn't make it home the one time I remember. It was the so one we time. The one show. time. Not there's been more than one time. I guarantee that. Um, Rob, Rob will know this. Several. It was heading to the Lancaster, heading to the Lancaster Host Resort for a KPW show. And Rob, you you probably know like the the Route Thirty. I had to stop at the Wawa, which is less than a mile away because I wouldn't have made it to the venue because we ate at Hosses. <laughs> yeah, I, I was along for the, <laughs> from from the point that we passed East Town Mall to the Wawa. Ryan was pretty much standing. <laughs> In the front, in the driver's seat of his Ford Explorer, because because he wasn't sure if he was going to make it. Um, but uh, Ryan, have you ever gone to Burger King and uh, and ordered anything like a Whopper, you know, without onion or with with extra pickles or anything like that? No, because I want the burger exactly how they make it. You don't want it your way is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying, Mark. Well, but I mean, even if you order it, order it as they make it, then uh, you still have it your way. Like Burger King's tagline um, if, if they offer cheese, I will say yes. But I will not suggest cheese because I choose not to have it my way. Just to prove the point. <laughs> what a dickhead. You'll have it the way of the uh, the cashier, whatever the cashier feel like they're asking you. Whatever they want. I'll say <laughs> hold the spit and hope for the best. What a, what a okay um uh let's go around I, I, if you listen to my review of SummerSlam you already know that I gave the show a B plus based on my grades of each individual match um and for the teacher I showed my work on that one again Matt not with us Tim your grade for SummerSlam it's a perfect. Um, I, I give it a B. Okay. Ryan, how about you? I will give SummerSlam a solid C, 75%. Okay. Nothing special here out of, out of SummerSlam for me. Okay. All right. And, uh, in turn, Mark, how about you? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and give it a B. B. Uh, Devin gave it a B as well. So, um, since Matt's not here, I assume he gave it an A plus. I'm just gonna I'm just going to assume that he was super thrilled uh with everything that happened. I, I, I don't uh he didn't he didn't say otherwise, so I think I think an A plus he, is he actually he sent me his score. He said it was actually an A. The only thing that would have made it better is the inclusion of Pat McAfee on this show as well. That would have mm. given it the A plus. <laughs> That's fair distinction that he was looking for. But yeah, just an A for Matt. That is fair. Um, okay, let's let's move to uh, Monday night um, on Monday Night Raw. Like I said, Devin gave it a B. Nikki says uh, B minus that it was not memorable enough. Uh, Bingo, Nikki's got it. But B minus. Um, 
so let's go to Monday night. Obviously, Monday night Raw, we saw the main roster debut of Keith Lee. Um, and, uh, of course, the the big story out of this is new music, new gear. Nobody could get over the fact that, that Keith Lee was, you know, mixing it up with the two biggest players on Monday Night Raw um, on multiple occasions, getting mic time, getting, uh, you know, a, a wrestling match with Randy Orton and now already has a match on the pay-per-view with Randy Orton. Um, I, I choose to look at things uh, as the full package as they're presented. Um, yeah, the music's not great. I'm not sitting here saying best music ever, anything like that. Also, he's going to have a new theme already on Sunday, so um, people can kind of chill out on that one. Um, as for the gear, whatever he said, and, and the bottom line is Keith Lee already addressed it. He said, uh, you know, music, gear, out of my control, relax, it's going to be fine. Um, I choose again to look at the fact that he had multiple instances of mic time. He was in there with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Um, and he, like I said, he has a match uh, this Sunday uh, with Randy Orton. Um, I think he is set up to be a major star based on what I saw on Monday. Obviously, you, you have to see that out. But fr- from what I saw on Monday... Keith Lee is set up uh, to be great. Tim, how about you? Um, I think it's a little too soon for Keith Lee, but also at the same time, the right time to send him. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how this works out. Um, with him on the main roster, if they're going to keep him in this high profile upper main event level. Um, debuting against Randy Orton is no small feat. Um, you can compare it very much to John Cena debuting against Kurt Angle. Um, the status of where Kurt Angle was on the card compared to where Randy Orton is now and, and vice versa. Um, it's a good way to uh, not give us Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton at payback again. Um it is a nice uh, spreading out of, of that match, that matchup. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people who debuted that had really crappy themes their first week. And then all of a sudden, like two or three weeks later, they just get a really great theme. Like Baron Corbin, when he debuted his newest theme, the first iteration of that new theme was garbage. And now... It's like top five WWE themes currently. Um, so, Tim, before before we get to um, Ryan and Mark, there's a there's a comment here from Nikki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you will probably be a, a, a better better to address it than uh, than I can. Mm-hmm. the The comment is Randy is not a great guy for getting anyone over. Right. That's why that's why uh Randy Orton got Mark Henry over when Mark Henry won his first world heavyweight championship. Um it's also why Randy Orton got Jinder Mahal over when Jinder Mahal won his first WWE championship. Um, you know, Randy Orton Kobe. Kobe. Uh 
Randy Orton will quickly get involved in in matchups with with superstars who may not necessarily be at that same main event level. I mean, look at what he did with uh, Aiden English during the height of the Rusev Day stuff. Look at what he did with Rusev during that same time frame. Kobe. Um, you know, Randy Orton. Randy Orton is uh, the perfect guy to get in there if you need somebody to look as best as they can. I agree. Ryan, your thought on uh, on Keith Lee's debut Monday on Raw? Yeah, uh, I think rubbing elbows with Randy Orton is, is a really good spot. Um, if you want to tout him as being truly limitless, you might as well put him right near the top and, and see um, you know, what caliber you're working with on, on a main roster. Jim, I do have to disagree. Um, I, I, I do think wrestling themes and appearances matter, especially on the first time you're seeing somebody if you've not seen him um, and you're not a consumer of NXT, we know more people watch Raw than NXT. The, the, the ratings prove that, um, that, that it, it's, it's an important very first impression and having generic rock song number three, I don't think cuts it for somebody that's supposed to be limitless to have the beginning of his theme and then cut it to just dumb rock song. Um, you know, and the WWE, I mean, you can't deny they have sort of a thing and, covering some bigger guys' bellies. I'm not saying all of them. There are there are some bigger wrestlers. Kevin Owens wrestles in a t-shirt, always has. Um, Keith Lee, I just don't think it needs to happen. Uh, I don't know. I, I find it oh, yes. super hard to believe that you're going to tell me taglines matter, but wrestling entrance themes don't. Find I find that one hard to buy into. I didn't say that they don't matter. I said that people were making too big of a deal out of the music. Because the, they matter. The, no, themes, a good theme versus a bad theme, you know, obviously a good theme is great. Like Kevin Owens' theme, great. Nakamura's theme, great. Randy Orton's theme, great. Like, there's some bad themes out there. However, on a guy's debut, when everybody is so concerned, every time there's an NXT call-up, the biggest concern is that, you know, this guy's going to be, you know, he's going to get lost in the mix. He's not going to be a big player, and they're, they're, they're not going to treat him right. And on his first night, he's rubbing elbows with the WWE champion and the top heel on the, on the brand. You know, I can forgive a generic theme song and some, like, attire that people think isn't great because I can see the fact that he is set up to do big things based on how they present him on night one overall. Right. So we're agreeing that themes are important though, right? Like that is something that we can all agree to. Right. I mean, if Kevin Owens came out to like a ballerina song, it probably wouldn't fit the gimmick. Well, no, Kevin Owens didn't do that. Kevin Owens kept his same theme from NXT when he came up and debuted against John Cena. So that was a real big oh, because, moment. And, and a music change didn't affect Because he wasn't still NXT that. champion, right? Why would you why would you he was the NXT champion? Oh, yeah. that's right. Okay. Okay. I just I, I wanna I remember that. So when you lose the championship two nights before, you have to get a new theme? What what does the champion have to do with it? Yeah, well, Bob Roode came up with the same thing. Could you imagine how shitty Bob Roode would be without his theme song? Keith Lee is the only him. Yeah, Keith Lee's the only him to dude. the NXT championship. Keith Lee's the only dude who got called up and got a theme change. Okay, and I, I, here's the thing. I, again, I, I never said that theme songs were not important. 
Which is okay. what you're implying that I said. I'm not implying that. You kind of are. I'm implying that it doesn't need to change. And I think people have a right to be upset when your favorite wrestler has a theme change. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. You can you can be upset that the theme is different, but losing sight of how important he's set up to be was the point I was making. People were losing sight of that and only getting hung up on the music and only getting hung up on the gear. And the man himself, Keith Lee, was like, guys, just chill. It's going to be fine. But how much of that is damage control that he's trying to do so that the powers that be aren't like, yo, his fan base is problematic. Uh, we got to we're going to we're going to have Orton just kill him at payback. Well, I and mean, then he'll he'll be uh, just another black dude on Raw. And maybe that's what he was doing. But the bottom line is, if that's what he was doing because of the fan base, then it's the fan base to blame, not the WWE, because they are losing sight of of the the way he was set up based on his debut. Again, like it's it's the full package, the full package. Right. And like I can I can excuse a bad theme when like you're changing a theme from one to another. But all this theme shows me is that Vince made a gut check decision. It's like, ah, uh, Keith Lee's available. Yeah, we're going to bring him to Raw. And that's literally what they, it's like, it's almost like he lost the title on Saturday. Once the Vince McMahon saw that Keith Lee lost the NXT title, he went to Paul and was like, hey, are you using him anymore? Uh, okay. Uh, repackage him, make him put on a body condom and send him out there. Um, who's got music? No one's got music for Keith Lee. Well, what's his really, what's his theme now? Uh, sounds like shit. <laughs> Get something else. <laughs> now, I mean, what Keith Lee didn't always have that such good theme on NXT. It wasn't until he recorded Limitless. That's actually Keith Lee rapping on his own theme. Yes. Uh, he had, he, he did the exact same thing on the indies. What's to say they're just waiting for Keith Lee to do the exact same thing on this new out new song. Now it's short sighted that you debuted him with an unfinished theme. Sure. I get the pr- physical presentation being changed. It's a lot less, it's a lot more aesthetically pleasing. It's more marketable. You can put it on action figures or whatever. They did the same thing with Samoa Joe. They made him get out of the tights and they put him in the flowy MMA Muay Thai trunks. Yeah. So you don't see dull jiggly thighs because <laughs> that is the problem. <laughs> but again, intern Mark, I don't think we ever got to you on this one. Your thoughts on Keith well, Lee's uh, debut. Keith Lee. I'll tell you, I like the pink and black. It reminded me of the Heart Foundation. Um, hey, I, you know, he's up there. Like you said, he's rubbing elbows with the world champ and Randy Orton. It doesn't get much better than that for a debut. So even though the, uh, the attire and the, the entrance theme is not quite what I hoped it would be, the fact of the matter is he's a, a top player right now on Raw. So that makes me happy. Right, and that was the, that was the 
only point I was trying to make from the beginning. Themes can always change. Gear can always change. But, like, everybody's biggest gripe when it comes to NXT call-ups is that they're going to get lost in the mix. They're just going to they're going to be bottom feeders. They're not going to be respected. And on night 1, Keith Lee was at the top of the show. He was respected and he's set up for greatness. And all of that was overlooked for music and gear. But By, Im- Im- imagine though if Chris Jericho debuted August 1999, with the countdown to the millennium, everything's great. You get the countdown clock. You know he's. You, you don't know who's coming, but you know something's about to happen. Sure. They do the countdown to zero, and then Keith Lee's theme hits, and it's Chris Jericho standing. Everything is exactly the same, but it's Keith Lee's theme. I know who Chris Jericho is. Don't the the music guys trying to tell me that music doesn't matter? That the, the, the it would be the exact same if Chris Jericho. I'm not came saying out it would have been exactly the song? same, but however, if he goes toe to toe with it was the Rock that night. It was the Rock. If he goes toe to toe on the mic with the Rock, I'm mm-hmm. fairly quickly getting over the fact that his music was meh. Because he just went toe-to-toe with the best guy in the business on the stick. Did they did they change an entrance video at all? The video was still the same. For the most part, kind of color scheme right? That was roughly I, the I, same? I believe so. Like, imagine, I don't know, Walter coming up to Raw with the same thing. But, like, the Benny fucking Hill song playing in the background or something like It's ridiculous to think that it doesn't matter, Jim. You're wrong. That's the last thing I want to say about it. Again, I'm not saying it does not matter. And it, it, That's not what I it said. Gave That's not what I said. To be short-sighted about that, though. It gave people the reason to think that they're going to do with Keith Lee the same thing they do with everyone else from NXT. Already out of the gate, you're changing... You have changed two identifiable pieces of Keith Lee. You have made him change his look. You have changed his entrance theme. And yes, he is being showcased as a top star against Randy Orton. John or Kevin Owens was showcased as a big star against John Cena. But like, if you look at the track record of NXT stars that came that come to WWE, they do have a lot of fanfare at first, and then they're just another piece. Right, and that's why I said they have to see it through, but I think he's set up but to be I've pretty fucking it, great. If I've seen it 15 times, and 15 times it's been the same, when 16 happens, I'm hopeful for 16. I think, but, I think that argument, and this is going to contradict almost everything i've said my my comments were strictly about entrance themes but i think that argument's getting a little tired that that you're you're calling nxt wrestler call-ups look at actual champions drew mcintyre seth rollins these guys had really really successful careers um nakamura and now he's fizzled out a little bit is that a heel thing is that like they turned him heel how did he fizzle why did he fizzle 
Bob Roode, kind of the same thing. Had a decent run on the main roster. So it's not Kevin Owens is a great example. Sami Zayn, who the hell knows what's going on with Sami Zayn anymore? Um, I think these guys do come up, and it's really their own way. I mean, get over. I don't. I don't know. Uh, now's the eight-man tag on AEW, by the way. And Jason, oh, Jason, I'm I'm sorry we're not talking about an AEW enough for you. Um, we we may get we may get to more AEW discussion. But I apologize um, that we're 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 not talking enough all elite wrestling for you, Jason. Um, Andrade had a call up, was lukewarm, and now is on every single episode of Raw. Yeah, not a, not in the main title picture, but he's featured every single week. I think there's plenty of examples of champions getting called up that that do pretty well. Bo Dallas. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Jason says his look and music can change all day long. At the end of the day, he's a 400 pound black guy. He's noticeable from NXT and will grow uh, into an attraction WWE. I hope so. I mean, and and again, that's where I said the the initial presentation was great. He is set up for for greatness and stardom he they have to see it through this entrance theme is so bad you can go to the wwe music youtube page and it's not even listed they posted killian dane's new theme a day ago and they have not put up the piece of shit keith lee theme that they gave him on here it's not a dexter loomis has his theme up there the flight of drake maverick that's a real song that made it on here, not Keith Lee's new jam. I think it's just because it's unfinished. Yes, and that was confirmed. I think that's. I think that's. I think that that was confirmed by I, I. I forget the artist, but there's some. They are. There will be a new or updated track for Keith Lee Sunday at Payback. Well, then shame on WWE for rushing it. Yes, that's that was my point. Just have him debut at Payback then. Against who? Your mom. I don't fucking know. Right. So you do you do everything exact you do everything you did on Raw at Payback. You make Randy Orton jump Drew McIntyre backstage at Payback because he can't wait to get his hands on him. They say Drew McIntyre cannot defend the WWE Championship, and Keith Lee steps in and takes his place. And Keith Lee debuts against Randy Orton and has his first match at Payback instead of on Raw. There you go. I and that I would have been fine with. So yes, you know, well, was I know? it I'm a fat kid eating popcorn on a pot. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> was it was it a a like spur of the moment decision that that call, brought on the call up probably. Like let's be honest, I mean, it's especially it's probably now more than ever WWE's operating week to week. Like let's be honest here. Um, you know, they they may have some long-term plans, but for the most part they're probably operating week to week show to show. So yeah, it may have been Vince going. I want this guy, Hunter. Sorry, you're 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 giving him up, and you know, and it is what it is. Um, Jesus, Jason. Um, all right, let's move on. I did post a the three count question of the week. This one uh, was brought That's on a better theme than the new Keith Lee theme. Oh come on now, put that out there right now. Yeah, you fucking mark for yourself. Um. The uh, WWE on Fox posted the top five NXT superstars of all time. I will get to some of the uh, responses we got on social media for that. But uh, we'll go around the room. We'll go. We'll start at five. Go around. Four. Go around. So it was, we'll build up to our number ones. 
Uh, my number five uh, is Finn Balor. I, you know, he had a 200, I think it was 240 uh, plus day title reign. Um, you know, we, we saw the, the demon character for the first time, you know, the, the interactive entrance, both, uh, as Finn Balor and as the demon, um, and, and just, you know, really kind of set himself up to, um, you know, to, to start him on the main roster that eventually led to a, uh, universal title win before he threw his arm back when he probably shouldn't have on a match against Seth Rollins, but in NXT spectacular Finn Balor is my number five. Uh, Tim, we'll go to you. Oh, we're going five to one. Yeah. Um, number five to me is going to be, um, mm, good question. Um, number five for me will probably be Sammy Zayn. Okay. Um, a guy who you don't necessarily think of anymore being from NXT, but man, he has some of the most iconic NXT matches. Um, his match with Kevin Owens, um, his match with Cesaro. Um, like those are big moments and big matches and his match with, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura at takeover Dallas. Like, um, Sami Zayn is easily on this Mount Rushmore. Um, and it is my number five. Yeah, I mean, some people that knock a Mora match as their best NXT match of all time. Uh, Ryan, you're number five. Tim, you're absolutely right with putting Sami Zayn on the list. Um, I think you can really, in my mind, you can go back uh, to the very first TakeOver special arrival. Um, it started with Cesaro and Sami Zayn, and uh, they did that little jump through the second and third turnbuckle DDT spot. Um, and I was absolutely hooked. I thought this is something uh, very special. I was not a huge NXT consumer prior to arrival. Um, and that absolutely made me a fan. Um, plus his interactions with Kevin Owens was a story so well told, um, you know, for, for a, a wrestling promotion that often gets shat on for not telling stories, man, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn's story was just beautiful. So Number five belongs to Sami Zayn on my list. Okay. And uh, intern Mark. Oh, boy. Um, number five. I'm going to have to go with Adam Rose. All right. I'm joking. <laughs> but I'd like to go with Adam Rose. I can never be sure with you, Mark. I, I was going to hit this. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> we can never be sure. Yeah, it, it's hard to tell sometimes. Um, I think I'm going to do uh, number five. I think I'll go with Asuka, undefeated NXT Women's Champion. That's tough to beat, no pun intended. So I'm going to put Asuka up there at number five. Um, let's see here, Charlie. You don't. You can enter them all at one time. You don't have to. Okay, never mind. Um, Jason has Shayna as his number five. Uh, Devin, I'm going to assume Sami Zayn is his number five. Charlie, I don't know which way you're going because you're just entering them one at a time. So Sammy, maybe, um, is, is his number five. Uh, my number four is, uh, is Shayna Baszler. Um, her long and impressive run as NXT women's champion. Um, and you know, just r running through that division, 
um, for uh, for as good as it as it was. Um, it's just Shayna Baszler, my uh, my number four. Tim, I've also got the Queen of Spades right here at four. Um, first two time NXT Women's Champion, I believe. That is correct. Um, so, um, really carried much like Asuka and Bailey really was a transitional piece for the NXT women's division um, in a time of harvest to the main roster. Um, Bailey was first. Bailey was um, Bailey was the champion when the other three of the horsewomen got called up. Then they rebuilt the crop. Asuka was the champion when Bliss and Bailey and Carmella and all the other women got called up. And then Shayna, very much the same way. Asuka, Kyrie, um, like all the women in that group gets moved it up as well. Um, and Shayna really doesn't get a lot of, I don't think we'll get a lot of credit when you, when you boil it down. Um, but absolutely number four um, for me. Uh, uh, Spades. Ryan, number four. Uh, I'll I'll flop my three and four just to keep it theme with the uh, with the women. I will go Oscar as my as my number four. Her uh, 522 day reign um, as NXT champion I thought was uh, a bar setter, um, the longest single reign in in NXT. Uh, Shayna has her beat with her two reigns, but um, I just thought what she did to that division and, and held the championship for so long. Um, just was an, an unbeatable beast in NXT. Was so excited to see her call up um, and what they were going to do with, with that. So Oscar uh, will be my number four. In turn, Mark, your number four. Number four. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'll go with. Uh, I think what do you call them? Tomato, tomato mm-hmm. chips. Tomato chips. Tomato chips. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I'll go with tomato chips as my number four. I really enjoyed his feud with uh, with Johnny Gargano, and uh, I, I said I think he's one of the best heels, actually the best heel WWE for a time. So he's going to get my vote at number four. Tomato chips. Very good. Uh, Jason's number four is Kevin Owens. Uh, Charlie rewrote his number. His number five was Adam Cole. Bay Bay. His number four is Bailey. Um, Let's see, I'll just read I'll read off Devin's. He had Cole, Johnny Wrestling, Champa, Finn, and Sami Zayn uh, as his top five. Uh, moving on to number three. My number three is Kevin Owens. Um, from his debut when he broke his nose and then power bombed Sammy onto the apron uh through his time as NXT champion, and of course the debut against John Cena. It, it felt like every single thing that Kevin Owens did in NXT not only was important but was like must see like he just he 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 screamed watch this from the moment he stepped into NXT um obviously being a bigger guy uh myself um you know seeing what Kevin Owens does in the ring is just ridiculous um and it just defies logic uh so that plays into it as well um so for me my number three is uh is Kevin Owens Tim. 
Uh, my number three is going to be a little blasphemous, but uh, my number three is Adam Cole. Um, very what? much, very much the current face of NXT. Um, he is the person who is the cornerstone of this brand. Um, in in all respect, I probably should have put Kevin Owens at five instead of Sami Zayn, but I I feel like Sami deserved the credit he got, um, or didn't get. Um, but Adam Cole, um, a cornerstone for NXT right now. Um, what the Undisputed Era did or is doing and did do um, for NXT was a very weird time in which for a four-person act was the most over um, piece um, on in the company without Adam Cole coming in um, and giving the group of... Um, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, uh, a, a a sense of cohesion, and then the adding of Roderick Strong, all around Adam Cole. Um, I think it, it really speaks to what um, Adam Cole means to NXT, and why the Undisputed Era is probably going to be when they do get called up, they need to be called up together. Yeah, I agree. It definitely needs to happen. Um... I thought they were doing a funeral for Cody Rhodes on on AEW. I don't know who was that in the uh, in the coffin. They have a bunch of uh... oh, okay, they're mocking Cody. I got it. The uh, the Dark Order. I hope um, it's just full of all Cody Rhodes' action figures. <laughs> but they had a bunch of like lawn equipment and a and they brought out a coffin. Um, Ryan, you're number three. Tim, what was the word you used? Uh, for your number three, blasphemous. Yeah, a little blasphemy. I, I think I could probably use the uh, the same term here, um, as the kids would say. These guys were over AF. They were the NXT Tag Team of the Year in 2015, and quite frankly, you can't teach that. I have Who? Enzo and Kath on my list. Who? I think you can go back. And and uh, what we know now, we know now. But go back and watch some of their interactions from the beginning with uh, Sylvester Lafour and uh, Marcus Louis to um, American Alpha, The Ascension. Uh, man, it was the vaude villains. It was a fun, fun time in the tag team division. In I just watched that payback guys... where Enzo got his head kadoinked off the uh, mat against the vaude villains. It was a lot of good times, really. If you if you look back on it, it's it. Very uh, remembered favorably, let's say that. Those guys were over as hell. Jim didn't like it. I think that made me like it even more. Uh, I just, yeah, I didn't get it when they were in NXT. Yeah, that's fine. You can't teach it, Jim. You just have to get it. Um, But I think think you eventually got it. Um, They were my four. They're now my three because I felt the need to keep the women in four for some reason with everybody else. So Enzo and Cass, numero three on Ryan's list. Okay, very good. What? I got a soft belt buckle. How, how can I not? You got a soft something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> intern Mark. Oh, my. How about you? For, uh, for Ryan to use some blue chew. <laughs> intern Mark, who's your number three? Um, say, uh, oh, man, I was really thinking about putting Enzo and Cass on the list here. I was a huge fan of both of them. Do it for both hands. 
Romella in there, and the three of them were great. I know blue pants. If it wasn't for Enzo and Cash, we'd have no blue pants. At least I don't think we'd have any blue pants. Um, well, now we don't even uh, have blue pants. For me, I'm going to go with. Uh, now we have a librarian, but she has blue hair. <laughs> yeah. But still, Shh. I miss blue pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Owens as my number three, pretty much for all the reasons that have already been stated. Um, yeah, KO, uh, fantastic in NXT. Uh, transitions the main roster very well. But I'm going to go KO. Kevin Owens, my number three. All right, Jason's number three, Seth Rollins. Um, people forget. So I think some people forget that they were all uh, NXT folk. Uh, my number two is uh, the man who's kind of been the current face of uh, of NXT and um, for the reasons that Tim listed, so I won't get long-winded with it, but Adam Cole, Bay Bay, is, uh, is my number two. I almost wanted to put like the full Undisputed Era at number two, but they they kind of do go hand in hand but since it was the the specific question was top 5 like superstars i will i will go just with the the leader of the pack bebe tim you're number 2 uh my number 2 is going to be probably when it i think when nxt is all is said and done the one name that you'll probably associate most with nxt is Johnny Gargano. Uh, Johnny Gargano um, was really like the through line for a lot of some of NXT's most modern history. Um, Triple Crown Champion. Um, His feud of the year with Tommaso Ciampa um, also involved in some of the greatest tag matches in NXT history. With uh, the revival, um, the authors of pain, um, I think they were in there with American Alpha at some point too. I believe. Um, but without Johnny Gargano being the the kind of driving force for NXT um, and being that purveyor of good during the time against Tommaso Ciampa. Um, NXT really doesn't get to where it is right now. I I honestly don't think so. I don't think that it's its own brand independently without, or not brand, but its own television show. Unlike it it probably stays. Yeah. Probably stays on the network. Right. Um, So to me, uh, Johnny Gargano, number two, solid Uh, Ryan, your number two. Uh, My number two is Kevin Owens. Um, Again, I think, Ties right in with what I said about Sami Zayn, the story that those two told. Um, the moment that Kevin Owens was it was it was it Sami Zayn won. Kevin Owens came down to celebrate, and then walking back up the ramp, just like yucking him. Oh my god! Yeah, the powerbomb uh, on the uh, on the never, apron. That's a moment that, uh, quite frankly, you never saw coming, and uh, really again hooked me with with NXT. And uh, God, what a what a great storyline those guys told uh, from his call up. Uh, yeah, everything. So Kevin Owens number two. Guys, would you would you believe that a segment on AEW is just pure chaos? Just just a full chaotic moment. They have got great referees down there to keep control of the action. 
Well, no, this is actually, it's not actually during a tag team match, but it's, it's just a segment. I'm sure there'll be chaos at the end of the, the tag match that'll likely close the show. It's uh, okay. Anna Jay's out there. I, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Insert Mark, you're number two. Number two. I got to go with uh, Adam Cole. Bay Bay. And I don't know that I could add any more to what everybody's already said about him, but uh, one in addition to any roster, but NXT and the Undisputed Era just tearing it up. So Adam Cole for my number two. Uh, Jason had his um, number two as the faction of the four horsewomen. Charlie had Sami Zayn uh, as his number two. He had Asuka at three. I forgot to read his. Uh, it was Asuka at three. He said he was N- Sammy was NXT long before uh, Johnny Wrestling. And then let's go to our number ones, and then I'll read a couple more from the uh, the, the original social media post. Uh, I have Asuka as my number one. Her long title reign. I mean, there, there, there's been incredible women. Like, I looked at putting Paige on my list, um, you know, because she was the NXT Women's Champion upon call-up and, and then became the Divas Champion. Um Obviously, Bailey and Sasha and Becky and Charlotte and, and, and everything that they did for the women's division there. But Asuka took it to a completely different level. And yeah, was well, 600 some days as, as women's champion and, um, you know, could, could probably still be the women's champion, um, you know, in, in NXT if she was still there. And obviously it set her up for uh, greatness um, in uh in the wwe so absolutely without question when i when i think about nxt pretty much the first person that comes to my mind is is oscar tim you're number one well wouldn't you know we're on the same page i have oscar <laughs> as well at number one i'm very much for the same reason Kobe. johnny gargano is two um Asuka, um while some are going to point to bailey as being the most nxt um Asuka really gave really really gave an identity to the women's division um unlike many anyone else um and she'll forever be known as the the probably the only champion in that company's history that vacated the title to go and do greater things sure um to me the we are NXT chant um is going to kind of be Asuka's. Um, and it went to everyone else uh, as well. Um, but there, no one's ready. No one was No one was ready for Asuka, and, and no one ever will. My God, TNA is peddling the X chair uh, on every commercial break during uh, during Dynamite, uh, The uh, this office chair. $100, $100 off and a 30-day free trial. Um, Ryan, you're number one. Uh, my number one is Pat McAfee. I don't know why he wouldn't have made anybody else's list, um, but single-handedly did more for the brand than anybody else. No, it's, uh, it's obviously Adam Cole. Um, I think, you know, so I'm so good on, on the WWE to not miss the Adam Cole boat, to not allow him to go. Um, to impact or, or stay with Ring of Honor or something like that. But uh, if you think Adam Cole is, is great now, go check out some of his Ring of Honor stuff. It's just, it's phenomenal, Adam Cole. Um, and really the whole undisputed action, um, the whole undisputed era faction 
um, is, is, is really, really good. Such a great, um, a great faction. I, I personally, I hope they never get called up. I really do. I hope, uh, they are like NXT standard bears. And, uh, I think they just, they just fit perfectly, perfectly fine there. Adam Cole, baby. And it's our Mark, your number one. My number one, I gotta go with, uh, Johnny Gargano, Mr. Wrestling. I think uh, once it's all said and done, years from now, NXT, when you look back, I think Johnny Gargano is going to be the guy you think of when it comes to NXT. Johnny's my number one. Congratulations, Johnny. There you go. Um, Charlie had Finn Balor as his number one. And then uh, looking here at uh, some of our responses from our uh, social media. Uh, Daniel had um, Nakamura at five, Bailey, Asuka, Rollins, and Adam Cole as his number one. Uh, Chase, uh, f- long-time listener of the show, uh, had Adam Rose at number five, Johnny Gargano at number four, and then Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens as three, two, and one. Um where did the Patriot land on his list? Uh, he, he didn't. He didn't land on his NXT list. Okay. Um, Stat guy Greg fought, had five. Uh, Finn Balor, four. Bo Dallas, three. Johnny Gargano, two. Oscar, one. Adam Cole. Uh, JJ had Baylor, Balor, Sammy, Cole, Sasha, and Asuka, uh on his. And then Jason here at Adam Cole uh, as his number one. So, um yeah, I mean, all of these lists, we obviously always appreciate the uh, the responses and the feedback. Um, always good stuff there. Um, we have a pay-per-view on Sunday. <laughs> uh, got another one. <laughs> another one. Uh, we'll have pay-per-view predictions next week on the show uh, as AEW will have their pay-per-view coming up. So it'll be, it'll be uh, a three, three straight weeks with pay-per-view predictions. But as of right now, there's only four matches um, on the uh, on the card so far for WWE Payback. Uh, we will start with the newly formed tag team of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax taking on Sasha and Bailey for the uh, women's tag team championships, and I feel like they're going to just flip the switch here and go Shayna and Nia. Uh, with the uh, with the victory, and obviously we're going to continue to see the breakdown of of Sasha and Bailey. So I have Shayna and Nia Jax as your new women's tag team champions because there's not actually any women's tag teams that could be in this. But whatever, I I got th- this was a for everybody that says I never shit on the WWE. I shat on them about this this week on our social media. Uh, Tim, women's tag team championships. Oh, it's tag team partners who don't get along who end up winning the title. <laughs> it's never happened before. You'll never see it come. Oh wait, that was last week's tagline. It's Nia and it's it's Nia and Shayna. Yeah. If only to split up uh, Sasha and Bailey later. Ryan. Uh yeah, Team Shania. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> turn mark. Yeah, I gotta go uh, Team Shania as well. I don't really, uh, it's an odd team, but what the heck, I'm gonna go with them. 
to further the storyline with Bailey and uh, Sasha. It's going to happen. <laughs> now, listen, and I know we talked a lot about themes here, but I hope they go with the Shania thing and they come down with that don't impress me much. And I would be an absolute fan of this. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Devin says Banks and Bailey are going to keep the titles. Jason says, wait, Nia's still employed. Hasn't she potatoed everyone? Um, and Charlie says, I'm taking Adam's family member and Haystacks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he called her haystacks. Jesus Christ! Wow! I her wow! 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 Oh wow! Wow! Um, United States Championship. Haystacks, Calhoun. <laughs> Apollo Cruz defending against Bob Lashley, and I have Bob as your new U.S. champion. Uh, possibly here with some help from Cedric Alexander. The Hurt Business is going to grow. Bob! He's your new champion. Tim. Uh, hit it again. Bob! Yeah. Hit, hit it again. Bob! That's who Ryan's got. Mark, who, how about you? Hey, give it one more hit. Bob! There we go. Clean sweep of that one. That's a clean Bob right there. Bob, Bob, Bob. Bob! 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 Um, all right. That one's easy. Um, singles match, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. I got to go Keith Lee. I don't know what his music's going to sound like. I don't know what his gear is going to look like, but Keith Lee's going to beat Randall Orton. Tim. Man, this is, this is the perfect opportunity for Keith Lee coming in, having the one-on-one match with a decisive finish. And that's why uh keith lee will eat an rko and uh fall the hands of randy orton um yep it's randy orton man i love keith lee but i love randy orton more i've loved randy orton way longer than i've loved keith lee so i gotta go (laughs) (laughs) by the way devin also had bob uh ryan who do you have here lee or orton um my my heart wants to say Keith Lee. Go with the heart. Come on, but do like Mark did with his grade for NXT. My my brain and Tim's brain <laughs> is right on the same choo choo train tracks. That um, no no the choo choo guys the, the, that's the the next match we're going to predict the choo choo guy. Oh oh that's a choo choo guy oh yeah it's still Randy Orton. <laughs> okay, in turn Mark how about you? Well, I think I'm going to go with Keith Lee, uh, possibly via DQ, something like that. I I don't think it's going to be a pinfall, but I'm going to go with Keith Lee. Charlie has Orton by DQ. Um, Jason says the Hurt Business is going to help Keith Lee, and he's going to become the premier Hurt Business member. Um, interesting. I don't. I I think eventually. Lee could be the a top heel. I don't think that happens uh, this quickly. And then finally, of course, it was the match that was announced on Monday, uh, the contract signing, which, of course, we know will go smoothly tomorrow on SmackDown. The big dog, Roman Reigns, the fiend, Bray Wyatt, def- of course, defending his, and then also Bronny Strowman's in there, hopefully just to eat the pin. Uh, in a no-holds-barred triple-threat match for the Universal title. Uh, Nikki has says she wants Lee, but it will most likely be Orton. 
I'm going to go ahead and, you know, WWE, they've been missing this guy. He was set to be Universal Champion at WrestleMania. Um, the from the transition from Performance Center to the Thunderdome, um, I think, is kind of a reset button as well. And I think we are going to see Roman Reigns uh, walk out of the Thunderdome at Payback as your new Universal Champion. Tim. I am torn. I'm very torn here. Um, because I would love nothing more than to see Big Dog just come on in here, get this Universal Championship, and be the champion that SmackDown deserves during these uncertain times. Um, but I think that's too soon. Um, I mean, without Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman ain't no monster. Ain't no monster unless I'm here. I'm not finished with you! And and Bray Wyatt ain't nothing but a creepy guy in a mask. That is what Roman said. Creepy goof in a mask. So, (laughs) um, I think Bray Wyatt, I think The Fiend, retains the Universal Championship. Uh... Because I feel like when Roman gets it back, it's one-on-one. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, it's got to be the fiend here. I mean, for the record, my prediction is what I think is going to happen, not what I want to happen. I want, my heart wants Bray Wyatt. We talked about heart versus mind, but mind says Roman Reigns. Ryan. Huh. I know it's tough. While he's thinking about it, I yes. just I just saw AEW promote probably one of the dumbest matches of my life. Oh, uh, which one? On the screen. It's of an eight person tag. <laughs> it's private party and SCU versus the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express. Do you know what is on the line? Uh, no, I do not. The winners face each other at all out. So next week on Dynamite is that ma- is that that match. And then at all out the winners face each other. Yep, for nothing. Um Win- payday, pay-per-view payday, I guess. Yes, yeah, sure. I guess. It was sure. Payday. Cool. Dope. I hate it. I hate it so, so much. Because I, I don't feel like we can abandon the need to protect the fiend Bray Wyatt one week after saying that it's the most important thing that we can do. The only thing worse than having Bray Wyatt drop the championship here would be giving Bray Wyatt a brand new entrance theme. So for that reason alone, Fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm going to go with the fiend Ray Wyatt to keep let me in, to keep his theme, and keep his championship around his waist. You suck, you jackass. Uh, intern Mark, <laughs> what a dickhead you are. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I hope Ray, the fiend, if you will, retains the title i'm not going to be surprised if roman takes it but 
I'm officially going to say the Fiend retains. I'm going to throw my uh, support behind the Fiend. Yeah, and that's and, my mind speaking, not my heart. <laughs> and for me, again, I I hope that if it is, if my mind beats heart, and uh, and and Roman Reigns does win, that that the reason Braun Strowman is in the mix on this is so that he eats the pin. I don't know how the Fiend isn't involved somehow with this. Uh, maybe he does just teleport out of there and is like, you know, I, I don't know. But just I, I don't want him to eat the pin if Roman is going to uh, is going to win here. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure more matches will get announced on SmackDown tomorrow, and I'm sure more matches will be announced on Sunday morning. <laughs> are there Are there any holds that are barred? In the match between Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, no. and the Fiend, are there Hell any barred no. holds? The number, I... the number of holds that are barred, zero point zero. Cool, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Um, all right. Thank you for that clarification. Now, today, obviously, we 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 alluded at it a little bit earlier. Um, we posted the the cover of the magazine. Uh, the PWI fight now is the full, the full list isn't out yet. Just with the top 10, correct? I mean, we're not going to work. We're the not going to work. I had has 17. Okay. I think they announced the top 50. Okay. Well, let's, let's look at the top I 10. I can do a little bit of digging really quick. Uh, let's just, let's just look at the top 10. Obviously we saw that, that the top, the top 25, I think was what it was a real field. I saw today. 25. That, uh, AEW world heavyweight champion, John Moxley is, um, is the number one in the PWI. And Tim, I know you said Adam Cole, Bay Bay is number two. Uh, do you have the rest of the top 10 there? I do. I do. So starting at 10 and wake, making our way up. And now to remind everyone, the date range for the top five, the PWI 500 is uh, July 1st, 2019 until J- June 30th, 2020. Um, so your top 10 are AJ Styles. Uh, nine is Kofi Kingston. Eight is Seth Rollins. Seven is Cody Rhodes. Six is Okada Kazuchika. Uh, five is uh, Tetsuya Naito. Four, Drew McIntyre. Three, Chris Jericho. Two, Adam Cole. One, John Moxley. Okay. Um, Oh, Charlie's birthday is, uh, is Sunday. So happy early birthday to, uh, to Charlie. Um, okay. Um, I feel like Cody is low on this list. Personally. I have thoughts. Okay, go ahead. Um, I don't think. Um, I just don't think John Moxley should be number one. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I definitely agree with that. I don't think he's. I don't think he's the top in a. Now again, this takes in New Japan and everything else, right? But even so, like, so the classifications for the top five hundred are win loss record, technical ability, influence on the sport. Success against the highest grade of competition, success against the most diverse competition, whatever that means, and activity. 
Um, so, um, with that said, I mean, John did have a lot of influence on the sport. Um, making the jump from WWE to AEW. Win-loss record, very high. Technical ability, very high. Um, I mean, he, he he checks all of the boxes. But during this date range is... And that's the iffy part. Right, because there was a, a period of that time where he was, he was out hurt, correct? He was out hurt. And um, especially since, like... From August, from February to June, like it's it's hard to say because his his quality of competition was nothing, right? Like who is he wrestled since February? Like he won the NA, he won the AEW championship from Chris Jericho. Then he's had a match with like I think he's had one match with Darby Allen, a couple of tags, a match with Brian Cage, and now he's got MJF. But that's like now. Yeah, I'll say that's now. Well, I think even to, the match with Brian Cage was after the the the, the close of the uh the the list. Right. To me, number one should probably be Chris Jericho. Yeah, I kind um, of agree. Maybe maybe not Chris Jericho, just because of like the 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 number of matches, but influence on the sport. First AEW world champion uh, being like the driving recognizable force in AEW until John Moxley shows up. Um, you, you can also make a really strong case for Naito. Yeah. Charlie says he has Naito, Jericho, Drew and Cole all before Moxley for him. I, I even... You know, and, and I, I know I've make jokes about, you know, Cody and, and the Bucks and, and Omega, you know, booking themselves at the top of the territory. But I mean, t- at least to fit criteria here, I, I almost argue that Cody should even be higher than Moxley. Yeah, I mean, you could say that, too. I mean, um, he's probably wrestled more. First TNT champion. Um, you know, he's, I don't know if when they started bringing in the, uh, Kingston's and war horses and stuff, if that was after the list closed, but when was the cutoff June end of June, June 30, 2020 for the record. Let's let me also say this. And this is important to say, because once I say this, <laughs> then I think it should change everybody's list. This is the first year of the PWI 500 in which women are a part of the 500. Oh, that's there right. There is not a single woman in the top 25. Are you serious? Not one. So why not did they why did they even have them in on the list? Kylie Ray is 78 and Tessa Blanchard is 83 and there are others. But you cannot tell me from June 30 or from July 1st, 2019 to June 30th, 2020, that Becky Lynch or Charlotte Blair are number one or in the top 10. 
how how is Becky Lynch not in the top five? Correct. In, in that in that so, time frame, seriously. Correct. She wrestled until April. Yeah. So she's got two months off of the list. Yeah. But literally, John, John Moxley was run, in quarantine for three weeks. She was undefeated champion during that time. Yeah. Yeah, literally like, that whole time until and she didn't and she's never she never lost the title. No. Like no. but it's okay because uh a, a wrestler and I'm sure that he's really great, Kento Miyahara, uh for all Japan is a fantastic professional wrestler. He is number 24 on the list. Jacob Fatu, the champion for MLW, is 20. Nick Aldis, the uh, NWA world champion, is number 15. 15. 15. 15. He's wrestled two dudes. He's wrestled two. He's wrestled two people. Yes, I mean Cody yes. Rhodes and the corpse of Tim Storm, <laughs> former guest of the show, Tim Storm. God Look, bless you, Tim Storm. Like teach them kids. And again, but like yes, I get it. It is a worked list, like you know. But for fuck's sake, you you go out of your way because I think we even we even talked about that when they when they announced that women were a part of the five hundred this year that they're going to be more included and I, like. Unfortunately, you know, to, to my discredit, I forgot about that. How the f- so is is Kylie Ray the highest ranked woman on the list? I don't think so. I okay. think that they they're using Kylie Ray and Tessa Blanchard as like names that independent people would love to see on the and, list. And you said Tessa was where? Eighty three. Okay, influence Ky- on the sport. She became Impact <laughs> World Champion. Yes, and Kylie Ray uh, was signed by AEW and left. Yeah, Christ. So there was no women in the because tw- we we you can see the top twenty five. No women in the top no twenty five. I what a goddamn I will, joke. I will hit. I will hit the rest of the twenty five very quickly. Sure. Yeah. Hit him quick. Eleven. Keith Lee. Twelve. Brock Lesnar. Thirteen. Kenny Omega. Fourteen. Roman Reigns. Nick Aldis at fifteen. Bray Wyatt at 16, Kota Ibushi at 17. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. That's fine. Roosh, Roosh at 18, Choo Choo Man at 19, uh, Jacob Fatu at 20, Will Ospreay at 21, MJF at 22, Alistair Black at 23. Kento Miyahara at 24 and Walter at 25. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, this list is hot garbage. <laughs> way out of line. Way out of line. As a reminder, it awful. takes into account win loss record, technical ability, influence on the sport, success against the highest grade of competition, success against the most diverse competition, and activity. Whatever that means. For that to ever even factor in to a actual shoot list. Yeah, is a joke. A worked win-loss record is ridiculous to even include in anything. 
I looked it up. I looked up the rankings. John Moxley was thirteen and zero in twenty twenty when the list came out. Eighteen two and one overall. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know when they reset thing, but he was undefeated in twenty twenty by the time the list came out for that prerequisite. I don't think you can argue the impact of him going to AEW and what that meant, leaving WWE as like the highest sought after free agent. The videos, I think he made a big impact. I really don't have a problem. But wasn't somebody wasn't like his wasn't his debut at double or nothing? So it would have been on the other side of the list. Double yeah, or nothing? Would have, when was double or nothing? Oh, Memorial Day, twenty nineteen. Yeah. So that literally just just skirted. Yeah. Just so skirted I mean, he he won time. the title in this time frame, but. They, the, I think the, the, they highlight the champions well. You have your your champions in there. Roosh from Ring of Honor, Jacob Fatu from LLW. I think it's good to do that and highlight some that's not AEW or W. I don't have a problem with highlighting other talent. Biggest, but, biggest problem is that you're saying that women are on the list. Correct. And you're telling me that not a single woman is one of the top 25 greatest wrestlers from July 1st, 2019 to June 30th, 2020 in a world in which Shayna Baszler and Asuka and Charlotte Flair and And Becky Lynch. And (laughs) like, I'm not Jack. I mean, yes. I mean, like, come on, like, like, Io Shirai, like Becky, goddamn Lynch, like, how? And I'm how... not even. I'm not even as high on Becky Lynch anymore, right? Like, but as I was, but to to fit the criteria, biggest star in wrestling, yeah, be, to, for Becky Lynch not to be in the top five, to arguably be in the top three, and to like. My yeah, th- this is this is garbage. Yeah, I totally that it's it slipped my mind. If you want to hear more about the PWI five hundred, <laughs> I have a sneaking feeling that Final Wrestling Place is going to cover this. <laughs> yeah, I I, I feel in like a it will segment that we call "What Are You Doing?" Because <laughs> um yeah, I feel like I remember friend of the show the boar. I uh, had some things to say about the PW. Always has some things to say uh, about the uh, the PWI. Yeah, you don't have to be a basketball fan to get to love these dunks. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I will definitely. Yeah, Rhea Ripley as well. Yeah. Uh, Charlie points out for Rhea Ripley not to be anywhere on that top twenty-five. Man, that that's uh, that's brutal. Um, I got nothing else for this week. Man, PWI can eat a fat one uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but uh, anybody got anything else they want to hit before we close up? Yes, Ryan. I had asked uh, for a friend of the show, Rob Noxious, to send some information. Uh, September the 5th, mark your calendars, folks. September 5th, CCW Live. Uh, it is a free show, folks. Free show. All right, best uh, Marysville price. Marysville Lion Club up in Marysville, Pennsylvania. If you've not been beautiful this time of year, um, the trees are blooming. You can see the river. Uh, it kind of overlooks Harrisburg. A beautiful, beautiful ride to Marysville Lions Club. That is 102 Park Drive in Marysville, Pennsylvania. 
Doors are opening at four. Folks, this is an outdoor show, so maybe the door won't physically open, but you get the picture. Bell time is at 5 p.m., an outdoor show. Social distancing will be practiced at the show, so feel um, free to go there um, and be safe. Still uh, wear your mask would be my suggestion. Masks are a good thing. Um, folks, no refunds. No refunds. CCW Live, free show, September the 5th, 2020. Mark your calendars. Uh, anybody got anything else? Otherwise, let's wrap it up. Tim, got anything to plug? Uh, Final Wrestling Place. If you like uh, wrestling a little more retro, uh, I do a podcast for your listening pleasure. Uh, drops Mondays at midnight, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, the mother hub of SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Final Wrestling Place. Um, we are covering cinematic matches this season. Uh, the versus matchup for this episode is going to be the WCW Hardcore Junkyard Invitational from Bash of the Beach 1999 taking on all of Crash Holly's 24-7 title defenses outside of the WWE arena. So his ball pit match, his car wash match, like all those fun little spots. One of those goes to the good place. One of those goes to the bad place. Absolutely appreciate it. Um, if you decide to subscribe or just give us a follow on Twitter at Final Place Pod. Uh, we post polls and put other weird stuff up there, too. Uh, love to get you guys' ears on that, too. Charlie asks uh, in the uh, in the comments here, he says, if he was to do kind of a something to wrestle with style podcast independent with independent wrestling with anybody interested that sounds like fun that sounds like a lot of fun charlie um yeah is, so uh, is pat mcafee an independent wrestler um he's a free agent yeah well he's kind of a free agent ryan got anything to plug why would i have to plug anything i don't know got anything to add <laughs> um Boy, there's a uh, there's a lot, uh, you know that that hurricane sucked real bad. So sure. thoughts and prayers with everybody there. Yeah. Um, I wish we would get our shit together as a nation. I, I don't know, but I don't know. I don't want to go down that that trail. We yeah, could. Uh, I, I agree. The whole political political podcast here. That would be a fun one. Maybe we ought to just uh, turn off wrestling for one night and uh, and do that. I uh, I tip my hat to things like the NBA, the um, the NHL playoffs, things like that. If you're doing the right thing. Um, you know, I hope that this creates some change in, in the world um, and, and some leaders step up uh, and realize now's the time to, like, let's really start having some conversations and, and let's, as a nation, fix this and move on. So uh, that's my that's my parting blow. And um, shame on the WWE for fucking up Keith Lee's team. <laughs> it's turn Mark. Anything to add? That's a shame. Oh, man, let's see. Uh, the other week I talked about Odecker Celery. Of course, we have Miriam Five. So, how about I'll plug uh, Rob Stubbs, which is available this and every Tuesday over at Rip Country Market. If you haven't had a Rob Stubbs, folks, you don't know what you're missing. See, the way that they do it, they put all the lettuce and the tomatoes and the onions that typically fall out of that sub, they put them on the roll. And then they put the cheese and then the meat on top. When you eat that sub, you're getting every bit of it right in your mouth. Best, with two F, in your best mouth. tuna sub. The best tuna oh, sub. 
so good. Miracle now, Whip. Mark, Miracle they, Whip they really in, are delicious. instead of mayonnaise. Speaking of Rob Sub, has the coin shortage affected oh. them at all with giving away their half dollars? You know what, Ryan? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I can tell you, as of this Tuesday, this past Tuesday, it has not affected them. It has not affected them whatsoever. Whew. I got my half dollar, and it went right in my pocket, and uh, I added it to the collection when I got home. So I may be adding to the coin shortage by keeping these half dollars. You, you might be. Myself. That's why. I mean, I could share them, but why would I want to? They uh, absolutely, but they are they are delicious. I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in, for listening in, wherever you do it. Make sure you go to uh, threecountthursday.com. That is our homepage. You will find uh, our merchandise, our Patreon page, our collar and elbow brand deal, and much more. Of course, our home network is NGSC Sports. Uh, until next week, be good to each other. Like th- this year has been shitty. It's been rough. Um, be good to each other treat everybody with respect uh and until next time stay safe stay smart and go for the pin